0: Are your investments diversified globally? If not, should they be? Should you go global for diversification that travels well? Is too much of your retirement portfolio invested in the United States' companies? And therefore, is too much of your retirement portfolio too dependent on the United States' economy? Hi, and welcome back to another Money Not Math conversation today. It is Friday, September 23rd. Good afternoon, everyone, hope you're doing well. And thank you again for coming back for another Money Not Math conversation. Today, we are discussing the article from Dimensional um, titled, Go Global for Diversification That Travels Well. And I think this is extremely important because I see it all the time where people think they're diversified in their investments because they own multiple index funds. The problem is, uh, I often see they'll have, let's say, three funds. One's the Dow Dow Jones Industrial Average, one's the NASDAQ, and one's the S&P 500. Well, unfortunately all three of those funds own some of or all of the same companies. So even though you own three different funds, a portion of, of each of those funds is the same, and therefore you have overlap, and therefore you have less diversification than you think. So with that, it's really important to be aware of not only what type of investments you're making, but are your investments completely dependent on the U.S. market? Uh, are, they comp- are they diversified globally? Um, are they completely dependent on the stock market as a whole? Do you have alternative investments within your portfolio? Um, whether that be real estate, whether that be cash value, whether that be whatever it is, is all of your money in one basket or are you truly spreading it out and diversifying your risk? All right. So in today's, in the article, they talk about U.S.-based investors may believe they know America best. Accordingly, they are like liable to put the bulk of their investments in stocks and bonds of U.S.-based companies and in U.S. federal and municipal fixed income securities. Given the size and relative safety of this market, that may seem a sound approach. Yet this strategy has some holes. Home bias, for one, can limit your investment opportunities and constrain your ability to benefit from diversification. Consider these revealing numbers. The U.S. stock market is the biggest in the world, but stocks of the roughly 18,500 companies trading outside the United States represents nearly 40% of the world's $88 trillion equity market. Continuing with that, the, the investment-grade bonds in the Bloomberg Global Aggregate Bond Index are valued at more than $68 trillion, and most of this debt is issued outside the United States and in currencies other than the U.S. dollar. So what that says in English, so for, for many people that just sound like me saying marshmallows, is for those who invest in fixed income or bonds or debt, most of the bonds and debt out there isn't U.S.-based. So if you're only investing in U.S.-based bonds, you're missing out on most of the market, all right? So continuing on, global ups and downs. When Americans invest outside the United States, they can capture equity returns. Equity is just for those listening or watching equity. Stocks, they're the same thing, right? So if you own an equity or if you own a stock or if you own a part of a company, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just verbiage. So they can capture equity returns from the thousands of companies around the globe and potentially offset weak performance in one market with stronger returns elsewhere. Returns in 2022 offer a useful example of this phenomenon. The U.S. stock market tumbled 21.3% through June. But non-U.S. developed markets like the U.K. were only down 9%, and Hong Kong was only down 3% performed much better. And in two examples from the emerging markets, Chile soared 9%, and Turkey gained 1% similarly. I rounded all those numbers just so you know. In fixed income markets, both yields and total returns typically vary across the globe and often do not move in lockstep, which is no surprise. Bonds issued in different countries and currencies can offer a range of yields and expected returns. So again, what this is saying is, if all of your money or most of your money is invested in only the U.S. market, your retirement portfolio is going to do whatever the U.S. portfolio um, economy does, which is good most of the time, but as we've seen this year, especially and in 2008 and early 2000 and the 1990s and in 2020 for a brief period of time, it's not always great to have your entire portfolio dependent on what the U.S. market's doing. Okay, so continuing on, the paradox of size. A country's size, population, or gross domestic product doesn't necessarily tell us much about the investment opportunities in that country. Japan, for instance, is relatively small in landmass, but it accounts for 6% of the world's equity market value, representing more than 2,500 companies, including familiar names like Toyota and Sony, as well as 13% of the investment grade bond market. So again, the debt market or fixed income market, depending on how you want to use that phrasing. Even a tiny country like Switzerland is home to a publicly traded giants like Nestle and two of the world's biggest pharmaceutical firms. By looking outside their home market, investors can expand their choices and opportunities for higher expected returns. A global approach can also enhance diversification, which may help reduce portfolio risk and volatility. This isn't guaranteed to produce strong returns every year, but it can deliver more reliable outcomes over time, helping investors stay on track toward achieving their long-term goals. Okay, so thank you again for coming back for today's Money Not Math conversations. Like I said in the beginning, are your investments diversified globally? If not, should they be? Should you go global for diversification that travels well? In other words, when the U.S. market's down, could you be getting growth elsewhere if you are diversified properly? And is it too much of your retirement and is too much of your retirement portfolio invested in the United States companies? All right. So please let me know what thoughts you have. I will include the URL uh, link to that article that I was reviewing. However, just so you know, uh, you do have to be a member of of. Um, dimensional in order to oftentimes read their articles. So if you'd like to read the article uh, directly or if you want a copy of it, um, reach out to me directly and I will provide a copy for you uh, as they are do have disclaimers and they are client ready and things like that. So again, thank you so much for your time. Please let me know what thoughts, questions, or comments you have on this conversation. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, so please don't hesitate to comment or reach out. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And last but not least, uh, if you are live, live in the Fever Falls area, today is homecoming uh, The football game. So good luck to the Prowlers. I'll be out there watching them, hopefully in uh, decent weather. It's been kind of random today, so we'll see. But I hope everyone, hope everyone has a nice day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.